Well, it's my joy tonight to be able to share uh, the word with you. I want to share with you uh, tonight what I believe the Lord's put on uh, my heart uh, to share with you. And so I hope that uh, the Spirit of God will use it in your life in some way. I want to talk to you tonight about uh, the subject of a new season. A new season. I, I sense that, I believe that we sense that there is a, a shift, a seasonal shift that's taking place uh, right now uh, in the world. And we know it's been an unusual season just in the natural, but there's a, there's a shifting of seasons that's, that's taking place uh, in the spirit realm as well. And it's a transition into a new season that God is inviting us into not only for the cor- corporate church, for the church as a whole, but how many of you know that we as individuals make up the church? We are the body of Christ. And so there is a, a shifting of seasons that God is inviting us into as individual believers. And so I just feel like what the Lord wants us to know tonight is that we need to be aware and we need to be alert and we need to be open. And we need to be participatory. Everybody say, I'm going to participate in what it is that God is doing in this season. You know, sometimes we can just be, we can just, we can just be mundane in our walk, even with the Lord. And we can just get up and we can do the same things and go the same places and view things the same way. But this is not a time to do things the way that we've always done them. This is a time where God is doing something new. And we have to be people that are aware of the times. I want to read two scriptures, one about people that weren't aware of the times, and then one about people who were aware of the times. In Luke chapter 12, verse 54, the scripture says, Jesus said to the crowds gathered around him, when you see a cloud forming in the west, don't you say a storm is brewing? And then it arrives. And when you feel the south wind blowing, you say a heat wave is on the way. And so it happens. He said, what pretty harsh language here, what hypocrites or another version says, what pretenders? He said, you're such experts at forecasting the natural weather, but you are totally unwilling to understand the spiritual significance of the times and the seasons that you're living in. What he said, this, this was the crowd. These were the people that were following Jesus. These were the people that were close to him. And what he was telling them was this. You get what's going on in the natural around you, but you're totally unwilling. You're not in tune at all as to what the Father is doing in the spirit realm. You don't understand the season. Therefore, you can't benefit from the season. But in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, the scripture says that there were a people called the sons of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. So the question tonight is, are we of those who sense and understand and seek to step into the new thing that God is doing, the new season that God is trying to birth? Are we aware? Are we alert? Are we participating in what it is that God wants to do? Ephesians 5.15 says this. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time or making the most of the season that you are in or that God is bringing you into because the days are evil. How many of you know it's important for us to be able to recognize the season that we're in, in the Lord? I want to read with you real quickly two prophetic scriptures on 
the new season that's really been stirring in my heart for a number of months now. Um, and I want to share those with you. Isaiah 43:18. Man, both of these scriptures, if you're taking any notes, we won't have time to break these scriptures down because there's a few verses here. But I want you to hear what's in them. But you may go back to these if the Lord prompts you to and study these scriptures in your own private time. Uh, the first one's Isaiah 43, beginning with verse 18. It says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Everybody say he's doing a new thing. If you're my age, I can't read this scripture, Jerry, without thinking about DC Talk. Do you remember? They had a song called New Thing back when I was a teenager. But God is doing a new thing. It says, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Let me reread that. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. And then he asks the question, do you not perceive it? He said, not the old, I'm doing something new. And, and, and the question is asked for a reason. If he's asking the question, there's a reason behind the question. He's asking his people. He's saying, I'm in the process of doing something new. And my question to you is, are you going to be a part of the crowd that's around me that doesn't understand the times? Or are you going to be like the sons of Issachar and you perceive what God is doing, what he wants to do in our lives individually, what he wants to do with us as a church and what he wants to do throughout the earth. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness and I will make rivers in the desert. That's miracles. Does everybody hear what he's saying? I'll do a new thing. I'll do something that hasn't happened before. I'll make rivers in the desert. I give waters in the wilderness to give drink to my chosen people, the people who I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. I would say that when there is a transition in seasons, oftentimes it can be misread. Have you ever misread the season? You know, even like right now, just three days ago, I went outside and well, with the help of my sweet wife and we got all the leaves out of the yard. But, you know, I went back today and you can't tell I did anything in the yard. There's a transition going on right now and it's a little bit chaotic. We're going from one season to the next. And when there's a transition, transition from one season to the next, it's not always obvious what season that we're in. And we've been in a transition in recent months from one season to the other. And it's not always obvious what that is. That's why we have to be those who stay close to God and we hear what He has to say and we allow Him to lead us so that we can discern the season. So that's Isaiah 43. Let me read you Song of Solomon chapter 2, beginning with verse 10 in the Passion Translation. And I would encourage you, if you're interested in what God is doing with a transition of seasons, to spend a little bit of time in Song of Solomon chapter 2 in the Passion Translation, it says, The one I love calls to me. We know who that is, right? We know we have the Heavenly Father. He calls to us. And He says, Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come away with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and to lead you out. For now is the time. Everybody say now. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. 
The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. And the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. Everybody say God's season has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land. The dove is representative of the Holy Spirit. We hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in our land. He's filling the air with songs to awaken us and to guide us forth. And then he asks this question, can you not discern the new day of destiny breaking forth around you? It's interesting in both Isaiah and Song of Solomon. The question is, do you perceive it? Can you discern what it is that God is wanting to do? It's not enough to be around it. We have to be able to hear what it is that the Spirit has to say. He says, the early signs of my purposes and my plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrances of their flowers whispered, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and to come Away with me. The scripture is a prophetic declaration of a new season that is arriving. Is it and for those of us who will discern it. And I don't know exactly what this season may look like for you. You know, in in the church, the season there, the prophets are telling us that there's coming a big that there's coming a great revival across the globe. Do you believe that? That in the end times, that darkness, that darkness may be greater and greater, but darkness will not overcome the light. But God is coming in miraculous power to show Himself and His goodness and His kindness. And so I, I don't know what all the new season is going to bring globally, but what does a new season for you look like? Does a new season for you look like a season of provision or direction? Or maybe it's a season of reconciliation or hope or breakthrough. Maybe do you perceive or discern that season of miracle, a season of healing? There, you haven't been in that season, but God is saying that, that we have to forget the former things because there's a new season, there's a new dawn, there's a new day that, that's being transitioned in our life if we'll perceive it. Maybe it's a season of revelation or redemption of those dreams that have been in your heart for, for months or years or decades, they're about to burst. Or maybe God just wants to be able to bring you into a season where your heart's desire Um, passage, a prophetic declaration of a new season. It's also a supernatural invitation for us to step into it. See, when God brings forth new seasons, not only do we have to be people that discern the new season, but we also have to be people that are willing to step into the new season. So he asked the question, do you not perceive what I'm doing? Are you not picking up on the changes that are taking place? 
You know, sometimes a new season for us may look like a closed door. Sometimes a new season for us may look like being in the midst of a broken relationship. Sometimes new seasons don't show up in a way that we would draw them or we would pick them out. But that's why we have to walk closely with him and hear his voice to know when he's bringing about a new season. We have to perceive it and we have to discern it. But but not only that, we have to be willing to step into it. At the end of Song of Solomon chapter 2, what he said was there is change in the air. He said, arise, look, God doesn't do everything. He requires us to do something. God always chooses to partner with us to bring about his purposes and plans in the earth. There's always a part that we have to play. He said, look, all of this I've got planned. All of this is in the works. I'm working all things together for your good. There's a new season that's right on the precipice. And what I'm asking you to do is to arise, my love, to run with me to the higher place. How many of you know he's calling us not only to be aware of what he's doing, but to be participatory in what it is that he's doing? Because if we're not aware of what he's doing, we're not going to we're not going to step into it. And, and even if we're aware of it, we have to step into it. The sad part about this scripture is, is if you read the end of Song of Solomon, chapter two, um, let me let me read to you her response. Her response was or, or this would be us. This would be our hearts cry back. Hopefully it's not what we're saying tonight. But she said, but until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around, my lover, and ascend to the holy mountain of separation without me. Go on ahead to the mountain of spices. I'll come away another time. So even though God is doing something new, not all of us will step into the new season that God has for us. In this passage, he lays out a beautiful picture of what it is that he's trying to do and what it is that he wants to do. And there is a new season that's up on us. And he said, I want you to know about it. But not only do I want you to know about it, I want you to come and I want you to go with me. It's not enough for us to be aware like the crowds were around Jesus. We have to be willing to go where he says go. When the cloud moves, we have to be people that are aware that the cloud is moving and we have to move when the cloud moves. How many of you know that there will always be opposition to the new season that God wants to birth in our lives? But I would say chief, at least in me, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for the whole church, church, but chief among the opposition to God birthing a new season in my life is me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because if I'm in partnership with my father and I'm standing with him and I'm standing on his promises and me and God are a majority. How many of you know there's no devil in hell that can stop the season that God wants to bring to pass in my life? But many times the problem starts and ends with me. It starts and ends with me. And just like the Shulamite in Song of Solomon chapter 2, it's like, God, I hear what you're saying. I know that you're moving, but you know what? There's just some things here. And until these things get sorted out, until these things get right, you just go on and do what you're going to do for somebody else. Do you want to be people that allow God to birth a season, a new season in your life today and not let it pass you by? You know, I was thinking about 
Uh, two other examples of shifting seasons that are pretty common for us to remember. Do you remember when God had delivered the, the 12 tribes of Israel out of Egypt and He was getting them ready to cross into the promised land to go over to the Jordan? And before they crossed the Jordan to finally enter the new season that God had promised them and He had prepared them for to go in to take all of His goodness, there were two tribes that came to Moses and they said they was, it was Reuben and Gad. And those, those tribe leaders came to Moses and they said, uh, you know what, Moses, y'all go on ahead. Y'all go ahead and cross the Jordan. I know it's a new season. I know it's a new day. I know it's the promised land, but we're good with where we're at. They said, we're just going to stay over here and we're going to let you guys go on over there. Why, why would they do that? It's because they were okay with where they were. They settled for good instead of settling for God's best. They chose the present land over the promised land. And so I guess the question that God would be asking us tonight is, is it easier to stay where we're at? You know, actually, if you dig into that a little bit, both of those tribes raised herds and there was really good cattle land right there where they were at. And they looked with their natural eyes and they saw this is what's good for us. But they wasn't looking through their spiritual eyes at the season that God had for them. How many of you know that they missed out on God's best because they weren't willing to cross over into the new season that God had for them? Not only did they not get God's best, but it cost them greatly because it was a short period of time until they were taken into captivity by the Amalekites. We don't want to be a people that forfeit the promised land for the present land of where we're at. The other example I want to remind us of is uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. The Lord is talking to the prophet Samuel and he says to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Since I have rejected him as king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be the king. See, King Saul was yesterday's season. King David was the Samuel was stuck in the middle. See, Samuel had been used by God to anoint Saul and Saul. God's season, but that wasn't Samuel was hung up mourning over what was instead of hearing and seeing and participating in what God was going to do. And so God showed up and had to shake him and said, he said, how long are you going to be here? He said, I need you to turn your eyes. I need you to fill your horn with oil. How many of you know the oil represents the Holy Spirit? We need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. He said, fill your horn with oil and go to Jesse's house. Go into the new season because I have a new anointing. I have a new day. I have a new plan that you have to step into. And Samuel did that. He shook himself free of the grip of yesterday's season and he moved in accordance with the voice of God. And how many of you know he became instrumental in partnering with God to usher in a new season of anointing for the whole nation? Stephen, you come on up. Oh, that was good timing right there. How many of you know that, that God has done some good things in, in, your, in your life in the past? How many of you would testify to that? But the word of the Lord tonight is, we ain't seen nothing yet. Look, I mean, I get it. I mean, I just, I'll, 
I'll confess, in the month of June of 2021, I turned 50, Tim, 50 years old. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I know you do too, to hear the voice of the enemy telling you everything that's not going to happen. Everything that's been done. The enemy always is going to be like that little dog sitting back there yapping, yapping. But the Lord says, there's a new day on the horizon. There's a new day. Listen, you have dreams in your heart. You have desires in your heart. And you feel like that maybe that season has passed you by. The word of the Lord is that he's birthing a new season. Maybe relationships you've given up on. I don't know what it is in your life, but the word of the Lord tonight is that it's a shifting season. It's a shifting season. Do you perceive it? It's a shifting season. Do you discern it? Do we discern it? It's a shifting season. Will we participate in it? Will we get on board with what it is that God wants to do? Because there are miracles on the horizon for each and every one of us. In the natural, I'm not a scientist, but I know enough to know that seasons change based on two things, basically. Alignment and positioning of the planet and the sun and the moon. And the tilt on the axis, the position and the rotation and the distance, it has to do with alignment and positioning. And when alignment and positioning gets right, a new season appears. It's the same thing in our walk with the Lord. Listen, new seasons can be available, but like the Shulamite, they can pass us by if we aren't people that know how to get positioned correctly and get in alignment with what it is that God wants to do. It's not that hard. Let me read a... We're we're at the end. Let me skip a couple of things. Let me read you one scripture. You know, our pastors have been ministering to us all along this line. They've been talking to us about the altar and talking to us, Pastor Elaine, on Wednesday nights about becoming new wineskins. God is encouraging us not to stay on this side of the Jordan or not to hold on to the things of yesterday, but to perceive and to discern what it is that He's trying to do and to step into it. To get repositioned and realigned so that we can step into the new season that he has for us. Let me read you Acts chapter 3 verse 19. The scripture says, so repent. Everybody say repent. Everybody say repent. Which the Amplified says, change your inner self, your old way of thinking. So repent and return to God. Repent and return to God. Repent and return to God so that your sins can be wiped away so that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent and return is all about alignment and positioning. A pure heart. It's all about a clean heart. It's not super complicated. Repent. You know, a lot of my prayer time in recent weeks has just been 
me doing my best to drag my heart into the light. <laughs> Just God, show me. God, deal with my heart. You know, the scripture tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Have you ever been like me and thought you were in such a good place and found out you weren't in such a good place after all because you've been deceived by your own heart? Repent and return. Repent is let's get our heart on the altar as pastors been pre preaching. Let's get our heart into the light. Let's get our heart before the Lord and just say, God, whatever it is in me, God. God, if it's obvious and it's things that I know about, God, I repent of those things. God, I don't want to be that. God, help me to change, God. Forgive me. God, if there's things in me that I don't perceive or I don't see, God, God, come and help me to change, to be like Jesus. Repentance is a great thing. I mean, repentance should be a daily part of our life. The Scripture says repent and then return to the Lord. Return is about relationship. It's about intimacy with the Father. It's about coming into His presence and spending time looking at His face and hearing His voice. And Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says that if we would follow the prescription of repenting and returning, repenting and returning, that we will align ourselves and position ourselves so that seasons will change. There will come seasons of refreshing. Anybody up for seasons of refreshing? That word, that word refreshing there actually is referring to the breath of God. It's the breathed breath of God over our lives. If I will repent I'll keep a clean heart before the Lord. I'll do everything that I can. And, and that's not law. It's, the scripture says it's God's goodness and it's His kindness that draws us and wants uh, our lives to be, to be right with Him. Repent and return walking with Him. Then the Spirit of God will begin to breathe His breath of life. It's that same, it's the same, it's the wind that is talked about in, in the beginning of Genesis, it says where God came and he walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, the, the breeze, the breeze of his presence, the breeze of his spirit coming into my life, taking the old season and transforming it into a new season, taking those dry bones that may be in my life, the season of dry bones and, and bring breathing his breath and causing those dry bones to live, causing the sinews and the flesh to come upon those bones and causing them to live. It's a new season. Do we perceive it? It's a new season. Will we participate in it? How many of you want to participate in what God has planned for us? Look, if I'll be, if I'll be the one that'll be open before the Lord. If I'll be the one to repent and, 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 and to get my heart right, a clean heart, a pure heart before the Lord. He loves me either way, but He can do more with a clean heart. If I'll be one that will return to Him, making Him the priority of my life, spending time with Him, looking in His eyes, hearing His voice, Walking with Him as Adam and Eve did in the cool of the day. 
and letting his breath blow over my mind, letting his breath blow over my soul, healing me and transforming me. Let his breath blow over my family. How many of you know that it just takes you or it just takes me to see the new season birthed in my marriage, in my family, on my job, in my church? Will we be the ones who say that, God, I want to step into the fullness of the new season that you have for me? If that's you, if you'll just stand, if you're down here, maybe stand to your feet. If you're in your car, maybe step out of your car. We're fixing to pray. If you just want to say that, God, I want the new season. God, I want the new season, God. God, I hear you tonight, God, declaring over my life. God, declaring over my future, God. God, I don't want to hold on to the past. I don't want to be stuck in the past. I don't want to be chained to the past. God, even the good things that you did in the past, God, I don't want that to be my future. God, I want to pivot tonight. God, I want to to lay my heart bare before you, God. I want you to come and to cleanse me. God, I want you to come and purify me, God. I want you to come and make me right, God. No offense, God. No bitterness, God. No jealousy, no covetousness, God. No, no doubt or unbelief, God, residing in me, God. I'm open. Just open yourself. Just begin to talk to the Lord. Just open yourself to the Lord tonight. Just say, God, I give you all of me. God, I want all that you have for me. God, I want to walk with you, God. I want to return to you, God. I want to walk arm in arm with you, God. I want to walk, God, in your grace. I want to walk in your strength. I want to walk in your love. God, I want to walk in your peace. God, I want to walk into tomorrow and all that you have planned for me. God, I'm not going to be one that says, go on without me. I'm going to say, God, I'm coming. God, I'll swim across the Jordan if I have to. I'll hang on to someone else if I have to, God, but I'm coming after you. God, I want the new season that you have planned for me. Father, we thank you, God, for your word over us tonight. God, we thank you that you're so good to us. God, we thank you that you speak words of life to us. God, we thank you that you have great things planned for us. God, we thank you for the new season. We thank you for the new season. Just declare that out of your mouth. Just say, it's a new season in my life. It's a new season in my family. It's a new season for my dreams. It's a new season for my relationships. It's a new season in my church. It's a new season for this city. It's a new season for the kingdom. And I'm going to be a part of it for the glory of God. Do you believe it? Yes, Lord. Amen.